Today is a very exciting day. We are filming and recording episode one of Living with Integrity, something I've been looking forward to for a very long time. Finally have the opportunity to uh, get this thing going off the ground. With me today, I've got Chris Niquette, our Chief Operating Officer at Integrity Dental Services. Chris, I'll let you say hello to everyone. Good afternoon, everybody. Glad to be here. We've, we've got a fun segment in store for you guys. we got definitely some, some work-related, dental-related topics we're going to discuss. We're also going to pepper in a few non-work-related things and just make this a fun podcast for you all to definitely be informative and, and educational of what's going on right now in the dental industry, what's going on in the world. A great way for you guys, maybe on, on your car ride home or when you have some time at home on free time nights and weekends, to check us out and, and see what you think. Hopefully, you'll, you'll find some value in this content. Chris, the first topic I sort of wanted to bring up for you being in the, you've been in the dental space, primarily with the dental lab. I know you've worked with large companies like Henry Schein, Sirona. What is sort of a, a day in a life like for you at Integrity? You've been with us now three years, so I just want to open up with that. Thanks for having me here. It's a pleasure to be the guest on episode one. I'd have to say, I think of it almost on a daily basis as kind of a, a symphony, if I could pick a word. You know, there's a conductor. And that individual has different, you know, you have the horn section, you've got strings, you've got all this, and they're all working together, though. So each area, even though they have their own individual components that they're playing, they're, the, the music might be different for them, but what they do brings it into the other area. So, you know, I think integrity is about friendship. It's about trust. It's about how we work with our customers, but more importantly, the value we bring to our customers. And you bring value, in my opinion, you know, through the work that we do on the day-to-days. There's, there's big days and small days, but it's the everyday, to me, that integrity shines so well. And it's, it's an honor for me to be part of it because the teams interact not just with each other, but the other departments but they also, the value that they bring is appreciated by the other departments. So that, that camaraderie to me is just so, so important and the respect of the employees that when you walk in the door, you feel it. You know, it's a positive place to be. We spend so much time there every day working not just with our customers, but obviously internally with the different departments. And you have to have that, that feeling. You have to have that cohesiveness to be able to get the job done and do, and do it the way we do it. So yeah, Chris, everything that um, you just talked about for the day-to-day at Integrity and, and, and what the day's like for you, I think you definitely hit home on that. I think for me, the day-to-day, it, it's changed so much since the first day we opened to obviously fast forward to over four years now being in business, starting with myself and two people in about a 350, 400-square-foot office with hopes, dreams, and a lot of prayers and late nights and empty stomachs that Integrity would blossom into what it's blossomed into today. I, I never in a, in a million years thought that we could achieve what we've done. And then once we, we've got going and sort of hit our strive, I said, you know, th- the sky really is the limit. And, and, and it's because sure. of the people that work at Integrity. The fact that seeing in our culture, the way people have bought in, seeing every day different groups of people going to have lunch with each other, going to play pickleball after work, Seeing pictures on social media of of our team, our family is what I really like to call it, Uh, sort of just like your sweatshirt says, we're built different. And the people have bought into that culture. You know, I was a sports guy growing up. I love watching sports. And I think some of the best leadership lessons I've learned, and obviously areas where people, coaches have failed, is their ability or inability to lead. And I think not just with myself, but you, the different people, the department heads, 
the way they pick people up when they're down, maybe there's something going on in their personal life that, you know, we can just sort of read it on them and say, hey, you know, let's go grab lunch. Let's grab a taco. What's going on? Talk to me. Or maybe they got down about a case. Something didn't go right. An office got on to them pretty good. Seeing other people and, you know, there's not necessarily a monetary payback or reward to go pick someone up or lift them up when they're down. I mean, obviously, the goal is for the better the company to do. We all do bonuses, raises, those types of things. But there is a reward and it's nothing better than to see when you can go put an effort and, and lend a hand to a fellow employee who's having a rough day or something's go wrong. Maybe right. they made a mistake on a case. It was 100% their fault. Maybe it was something out of their control. But to see people at Integrity take that initiative, that extra step when they don't have to, right. it's it's just what it's all about. I tell people all the time, it's like, yeah, talking about how much revenue we do a year and how far we've come when you when you want to gauge the health or the wellness of a business, that's important, top sure. line, bottom line. But more importantly, too, the our attrition rate, I would put almost against any company. I mean, it's truly, truly amazing. Nobody I mean, leaves. No, <laughs> it's, uh, it's been unbelievable. Truly, I can take one hand and I still have fingers left over and count the amount of people who have left. It's different. I've been in the lab business almost 12 years. I've been in a lot of small labs, a lot of big labs. And that, that's why I think when choosing the name Integrity Dental Services as opposed to Integrity Dental Lab, I wanted to show that the landscape's changing. And this is sort of going to open a segue to our next topic. The traditional, I don't want to say mom and pop, but the traditional laboratory that everyone's been accustomed to or everyone I talk to thinks you come in, you sit at a bench, there's all this grinding going on, waxing, casting, hand finishing, analog, 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 that everyone's used to. You've got drivers for a delivery route in a certain area, and you sort of build you know, routes around your office. Well, that day and age has sort of come and gone. We live in a digital yeah, age, yeah. not only in the dental space, but in the world we live. Right. Our ability to, to work with a doctor that's on the West Coast, let's say an office we have in San Diego, California, and we're based right here in Duluth, Georgia, we're seeing information on that patient real time, yep. whether it's using technology sure. such as FaceTime, whether it's iOS scans they've uploaded, whatever the case may be, we're giving them that touch, not only of a local lab, but almost like a technician in the office. Right. We're able to help with our clinical team and the technicians at Integrity treatment plan that case, give the doctor a thumbs up. Hey, the scans we got are good. Hey, this is distorted. Hey, we think this is possible. Hey, this is not. This is a better quality restoration for that patient. Real time. Even if in the past, let's say 15, 20, 30 years ago, you know, you're a doctor here in Atlanta and we were based 15, 20 minutes north. I would have had to get in the car. A technician would have to get in the Come car, drive down there and help. And you've watched this change right in front of our eyes. I know when being in Chicago, hell, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12 years ago, seeing one of the three shape first iOS scanners that came out, I sort of called it the bazooka. It had the huge handle. It was massive. And people <laughs> right. were just saying, you know, this will never work. Digital's not going to transition into integrity. And it's like, I sit back sometimes. I'm, I'm in the office or even working from home. And I sit there and just take a look on the macro level of the landscape of our work environment from the Apple computers to the intraoral scanners, the 3D printers, the AI functions we're using, uh, ExoCAD, 3Shape software, all of these things we're using. And it's like, man, just in the last 12 years, seeing how much it's changed, I, I can't imagine the next two to five years. I mean, right. I can honestly say our industry, it's, I'm not going to say changing drastically by the day, but you've got to look. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing a SWOT analysis of our industry every 30 days to see what's going on. The beginning of my career was almost like do it quarterly. Right. You know, you're normally you're doing them on the help of the business, right. but now I'm doing SWOT analysis on the technology and making sure we're adapting to times. It's like 
if you're not looking down the runway, especially like from a CEO position, you know, it's my job. I'm trying to make sure we're relevant three years from now. Right. You do a hell of a job making sure for the, the day-to-day operations and we meet on things to come. But it's more challenging than ever looking at what's to come. You know, it's how many designers do we need in-house? You know, there's a combination of work between in-office and in-lab where we're going to coexist. I think we may even get to a point with certain restorations, certain groups, certain doctors, where we're just a dental service. We're not a laboratory. We're providing designs for them. Maybe it's, you know, they're wanting to print something in office. We design. We send the file right back. Maybe there's another customer we have. They don't have the ability to print or mill in office. There's going to be an ecosystem of all these Digilog workflows, a combination between digital and analog. And then we will fully, at some point in time, I believe, transition to a fully digital system. Right. I don't think we're there yet today. I think there's a lot of promising workflows. I think people have had great success in certain areas with fully digital. But I think we're still at a point where we need a combination of digital and analog. But getting back to our point, seeing technicians who have been in this industry 30 or 40 years <laughs> that were so accustomed doing it one way right. and seeing some of them put their guard up, you know, resistant to change. And we're just like, if you just trust me, buy into right. this culture. I mean, you have some the of, knowledge. Yes. Some of our best denture designers are technicians that were incredible at setting teeth, understanding right. occlusion in the analog way. We just had to transition them to something new. And now they're happier than ever. They're right. like, what the hell was I doing all these years, you know? And it's, how much more efficient are they, too? Exactly. They're embracing change. Right. They're becoming more efficient. Their pay rates are going up. Less strain on their body. I mean, there's so many positives to it. Right. And the fact that it's allowed, let's use Integrity, for example, a company to scale and, and have so many more customers nationwide, obviously that's provided more and more jobs. I mean, we're a company that's still, by the textbook definition, in its infant stage under five years, and you know we're around 250 employees. That just shows there is a demand out there for this type of service and right. what can be done. The next question I have for you, I mean, being in this industry now over 30 years, and you've really, I mean, you've sold. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> hey, it's a hell of a long time, brother. <laughs> you've sold the digital equipment. You've seen the advances in the technology. So my question for you is, as someone like me who, who owns a laboratory, a dental service-based industry, what do you think of the technology we're using today? I mean, to your point from earlier, I think also it's important to point out that when you founded Integrity four year, a little over four years ago and the success that we've seen, through you know hard work and sweat and tears and all, all the above, but you, you created the foundation for the modern dental laboratory format, right? You have a lot of dental laboratories in our space that have had to evolve with the industry. They still have equipment that they bought 50 years ago, you know, sitting in the laboratory and, and, and equipment and technology that's been outdated for, for 10 or 20 years. And so, you know, it's not a cheap industry to be in because that technology is expensive, right? I mean, it's a capital investment that, you know, you're not afraid to make and haven't been afraid to make. And by doing that, it's really, really made a difference in how well we do what we do moving into the digital space. Because we arrived in the digital space when it was, you know, really catching a tailwind. You know, in my time previously, if you look at the, the technology that was out there previously, from the original days, and I can think back, and to show people now how we did, quote-unquote, digital 15 years ago is, is hysterical. I mean, it's just, you'd crack up. You'd, you'd look and say, you've got to be kidding me. This is, this was you guys considered this technology? But that was a stepping stone, right? It was the evolution to where we've gotten to today and how the digital world plays into us. 
I mean, I can say our staff, we probably interact with customers in 40, over 40 plus states every single day. So we're able to do dental work for practices, whether it's single tooth, whether it's full arch, you know, removable products, simple products to really, really complex products. And we wouldn't be able to do that without the technology that we have and the evolution of the technology we have, the partners, the vendors that we've utilized, the important vendors that we've, that we've utilized to bring the technology to us. But I also remember, too, is we started out at that point, right? You, start, you brought us to the space and started out with, I guess I'd say, without all the bad habits sometimes of the way we used to do things. And so now we're in that space where technology has given us the, almost the Amazon feel in a way of being able to work with a partnership of a laboratory. It used to be the dental lab, right? Now it's our dental laboratory partner. And that's the way I know integrity and our staff, and that's come down from the top. I mean, you've set that tone that, you know, the relationship is everything. If I had to pick a word that grew our company to where it is today through technology, and all the investments that you've made, the companies made along the way, and the growth we've made along the way, you cannot get away from the word relationship. It is the most important part of the business we do every day. You stress that and as the leader of the company, and everybody understands that that's how we build this and that's what's worked. You can't say you can't teach old dogs new tricks, but I mean, we all knew that, but we saw technology kind of taking the, the personal part of it out because there wasn't as much interaction between the doctor and the technician because technology's kind of changed that relationship. But the relationship has even gotten better because now we're we're so much more involved with our customers. We know their kids' birthdays. We know, you know, social media has changed all that, but we've built these relationships with our customers and it's not just about we did some work for you and here's our statement at the end of the month. There is a true relationship with the customers and, and that has permeated all the way throughout. But look at the relationships in each department and we could go through them and just say that, that they've become really good friends with people somewhere in, in Nebraska that we've never met or, or, or met in person, but we've met them on Zoom calls and we interact with them every single day, whether it's through text with, with questions and updates or, or email. But, you know, there's just something about building those relationships and combining that with the way technology has changed and brought us to where we are now. It is, in my opinion, of anything I've seen in the dental space in the last 30 years, the most powerful combination of what we could do to achieve what we've achieved. So you brought those two things together. We stress that every day to our team. The team embraces it because it also, it's, it makes your life a lot happier. It makes your, your job, it's a happier place to be. You look forward to speaking with your customers, you know, and talking, yeah, we have the times where we gotta, you know, make an unpleasant phone call or we don't ever wanna disappoint anybody. But, you know, we own our mistakes when they happen and we keep that relationship going and those relationships you can have all the technology you want. If we didn't have the relationship, it really wouldn't matter. It would just be a cycle of, of products going through. But it's changed how we, I think, really, really how the industry is. And I, I dare say, I think that Integrity has really set the foundation for how our industry and the laboratory industry interacting with their customers is going to move forward in the future. To sort of transition to what you said relationships in anything I've been successful in in life or things I haven't been successful in the relationship aspect has either been very strong or not strong and and so I think several years ago you know being a business background person I am not being a technician and and, and seeing private equity start getting into the space and and really the strong emergence of the of the DSO I know talking to a lot of lab owners they were just 
full guard up. It's not going to go anywhere. Group dentistry will never make it. <laughs> Fast forward to now, you were <laughs> damn yeah. wrong. Mm-hmm. So Way damn wrong. You, you, you have to embrace that. And I started telling myself with the advances in technology, you know, for years, you may use a dental laboratory because they've got an incredible full contour waxer. The anatomy of, of the tooth is exactly what you're looking for. Those days really don't matter because these digital libraries, everything can be done digital. I mean, I'm not taking away from a designer, but there's so much automation through AI and presetting of, of let's just say, designing a, a first molar that 20 or 30 years ago, the technician was the, the tip of the iceberg for that. And now for it's sure. not so much. And the fact that price is super important to these DSOs, quality is super important. So if you're going to make a formula with these guys, and let's say you're competing against two or three other laboratories, and price is already pre-negotiated, so we don't have to worry... The biggest thing you can grow the business on, other than obviously you have to make sure you deliver on time, is relationship. Right. They have to know when they call you, you're going to answer. You're not going to dodge their calls when something goes wrong. You're not only going to show up when things go right. You got to be there day in, day out. You got to stand behind what you do, and you got to be able to scale with them. If you can scale your quality and your relationship together, that's a hell of a two legged parlay that's going to win and cash a nice ticket for you. You've got to Absolutely. be able to have sustainability when it comes to relationship. And when I say relationship, you know, we, we have a position in our office for VP of customer success. Most companies you look at, they have customer service. Customer success was very important when we put Lacey in that role because we wanted someone to set our client up day one being proactive to have success with our company. Everyone that works under Lacey is trained and they follow protocol to make sure we're as proactive as possible to keep that customer as happy as possible. Customer service, you normally call when there's a problem. It's a reactive measure. Correct. Hey, I'm calling customer service hotline. My heating and air unit's not working. Well, what did you do to be proactive to keep that? Well, you haven't changed, sir, you haven't changed your filter in nine months. (laughs) Those are the type of things that we have to put mechanisms in place to say, hey, if you follow this SOP, these processes that the team at Integrity's put in place, and you're taking care of this book of clients, Nine times out of 10, you're going to be successful. 9.5 times out of 10. And that's the key, I think, not just a lot of dental labs, but a lot of businesses miss is some of the most successful companies I've seen, companies I've worked with that have grown and scaled rapidly, they get the proactive relationship point, meaning that I'm going to go out and build this relationship and not only show up or go run to mom and dad when I made an A on a test, (laughs) I'm going to be there every time I made a, a B, a C, a D, whatever. You've got to show up. You've got to be present so that when things are good, you're there. And when things are bad, you've built that relationship so that you can figure out what went wrong. You can put a plan in place that hopefully you don't repeat it and you move forward. And I think that is one very strong point in the backbone of integrity is the fact that our, our people, our employees have bought into that because they see the relationship that not only we have internally. Right but they see the relationships externally. When doctors have free time and they're like, hey, I'm flying into Atlanta for a wedding. I want to come by and see you guys. You know, I've talked to you on the phone, but I want to meet. They're taking their free time to come see us. I want to go grab a sandwich with you guys. Or, hey, I'm flying in to drive the North Georgia Mountains. Can I stop by Integrity and say hey to the team? I mean, God, I wish it would happen every day, but the fact that they're calling us wanting to come by. And then the fact when people come and walk through Integrity, they tell me time and time again, Rob, not only is the laboratory super clean, but the morale, the work environment, 
People are working, they're efficient, but they're smiling, they're happy. You know, the days of walking through these laboratories with people's head down and, you know, every hour you get a five-minute break, no talking. It's like, guys, what are we doing? Right. We spend more time here than we do at home with our family. Yeah. We've got to have a work environment that people, you know, are happy at. And when I found when people are happy, production goes up. You know, we always want to sit here and look at these spreadsheets. How can we get a higher yield? How can we be more productive? How can we squeeze, you know, more out of a turnip? Well, let's start back by saying, you know, let's look at the person itself. Maybe you have a person who's a ceramist, who's a single mom, and adapting her workflow so she could come in to work at 9 or 9.30 in the morning as opposed to having to be there at 8 because she's got to get her kids to school, but it's better she can stay a little bit later. Why would we not do that? Let's tailor the workflow to her. I mean, I just don't understand having set parameters and every person is supposed to fall in. I mean, we're not robots. Right. You know, maybe that day comes, none of us are here working. But for now, <laughs> for we've now, got yeah. to take care of our people. And when we take care of our people at Integrity, I've seen that Integrity takes care of the customer even better. Setting them up for success, setting them up to be in a work environment where they feel comfortable, they feel safe. They're happy. They know that there's a chance for promotion within, you know. I love nothing more when a new position becomes available to take someone who's working their way up the ladder and others in the company see that, you know, he or she's been here for two or three years. Wow, she's gone from manager to director to VP. That can be me. Where so many companies, they never give their internal personnel a chance right. to, to grow. They automatically pluck from outside. outside and say, yeah. I'm not saying that every single time you can, but majority of the time, the candidate you're looking for is right in front of your eyes. Yeah. But they're so programmed to follow this big business method that, you know, hey, we need a new VP. We need whatever the position may be. We've got to go get a headhunter. we got to get a recruiter. we got to do this. It's like, yes, that may be the case, but start by looking under your own roof. To your point is the talent that we do have under our roof is amazing. And if you think about the one thing that's said, there's a big, big sign in the laboratory that says, make it happen. And we have teams that make it happen. And they make it happen because they're empowered to do that, because they've been there, they understand the workings. So when you promote from within, they've had those relationships with, the, with all the departments. They know the workflows when you can. Like you said, when you can, it really does make a big difference in terms of how they are able to um, be effective in their role. And I, and I agree. And the, and the last thing to that, when I'm talking about relationships and being successful of, of how we've grown, I think the other thing I would give my, my two cents to other lab owners and, and other lab personnel out there is understand the wants and the needs of your client, okay? They want a good product. They want a good price. They right. want good turnaround. Those three things are sort of given in the industry. But what can you do to go above and beyond? Is it making sure that the, the, the cases with their driver are delivered at 8 a.m.? Or do they need them so that they can check the work in? Because maybe they're a, a client who schedules patients same day they request the work back. And your script says delivered by the end of the day at 5 p.m. Well, that's understanding that, hey, that's going to be a potential problem. Right. That's going to be a scheduling issue. So let's understand that, hey, if you schedule your, pa your patients coming on the 21st, Make sure you request the case back on the 20th because the driver comes back, you know, at 4 p.m. the day before. Th this sounds like common sense things right. that you would be like, why are you even having this discussion? Because it happens daily. When you're dealing with over 3,000 accounts nationwide, everyone's a little bit different. And not everyone, you know, maybe the doctor's not filling out the script. Maybe it's the assistant. Maybe it's someone new and they just think, hey, I just need a, this request date here. I need to put the patient's appointment date. Well, no, that's the date that integrity will get it back to right. you. You need to build a buffer. 
And like I said, that sounds so elementary. That sounds so much like a common sense thing, but it becomes a real life issue. Sure. Scheduling in the digital world we live is a major, major topic. I mean, I look at our business now and yeah, I mean, we have a ton of technicians, we have people working to produce products, but our management side of the team, our operation side, the team under you, our in-house marketing team. I mean, I don't know what percentage, I'd love to know 10 years ago of, of dental laboratories had an in-house marketing team that did all the social media in-house, designing all the fee schedules, the flyers, any promotional right. material, getting ready for trade shows, yeah. all that's being done in-house because they understand our industry. When you go to a third-party marketing company, there's some damn good talent out there, but nothing beats having someone that's in your building that knows the guts of your business and understands where you're trying to go. They right. know the rules of the road. And I think that's a prime example of why we're integrity dental services and not just dental lab yeah. because of what we're trying to do. We we've partnered with offices to help co-brand events, charity events, those types of things. And none of that would be possible without having in-house marketing where there's a mutual ROI between the clinician's office and integrity. Right. And I see more and more of that happening. And that's just something that's a super cool way I think to interact between integrity and the customer that's not just making a product it's cool to see you know do a charity event and some of the team that you know the assistants the office managers and then personnel from integrity all get together and you're out serving the homeless together and bonding that's the type of relationship building we're talking about go above and beyond right. and it's it's a selfish act because it makes you feel so damn good i mean i don't know who <laughs> In, in this world can go help someone and see that you're helping someone in need and, and not feel a reward from it. I mean, yeah, you're helping that person, but really you're the one who's getting the warm and fuzzy from it because it's, it's just unbelievable. Right. I mean, I, I'll never forget a quote Denzel Washington said one day, I was watching give a speech. He said, one of the most selfish, like I said, selfish things you can do is helping someone else in need. And it's so true because it's so rewarding to you. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm spending my life trying to be a better man every day and do all I can by giving back. And I've just learned, it's like, man, what was I doing for so many years? I mean, the feeling it gives, it's unbelievable. It's so rewarding. And to see that contagious behavior inside integrity, seeing people on social media, seeing pictures, people sharing in the company, like, look what I did this past weekend. You know, I, I went and served the homeless, or we gave blankets when it's super cold out in Atlanta, or my kid and I gave back at church. You know, we, we did this with integrity a few months ago, and now we really enjoyed it. We're doing it on our own. That's the kind of growth I like to see. And That's it, rewarding. It does transfer down. I mean, if you think about the, the backpack programs that we've done, things like that, where you literally, I think back to when we were in our original, well, I guess our, our interim place, there was 400 backpacks lined up. I mean, literally, you know, you couldn't you couldn't swing a dead cat without hitting a hitting a backpack somewhere. And it was amazing because you know everybody pitched in. You know, when they had time at breaks and and lunchtime and whatever to get these things filled and put the items and stuff in there so we could get them uh, to to these schools. And yet vendors that we had there that were there visiting with us, that were there to service equipment or stuff, they, they joined in, you know, and because you're right, it, it is that infectious. And it's, and it's not necessarily always just about giving money. It's, it's where you really get it is your time. Anybody can write a check. But showing up and doing the work yourself and seeing the experience, you know, that, that again circles back around, I think, to the culture that, that we have at Integrity. And I see it in our employees every single day. And it makes me damn proud. Yeah, I couldn't agree more and just want to take a second and say thank you, one, to all the employees and people who have helped us in all the events we've done and future events to Amen. come. But 
also to all the customers who have provided the work and the revenue share for the company for us to be able to fund those events and give back. It's definitely just want to take a second to say thank you because without any of you guys, none of that would be possible. The next topic I sort of want to transition to, it's, it's something we've been working on at Integrity um, and we're in the process of launching in, in Q1 and that's Integrity On Demand. And this will be our final topic for the day, but I want to spend some time on this and talking about the service-based industry that we're in. I, I use the example of open table. You know, it's become so easy when you want to go out to eat, you know, say, hey, hey Chris, we're traveling to Chicago for a meeting. Let's book somewhere to eat for four people Thursday at 6 p.m. You go on there, you find the restaurant you want, the number of people, it's the time slot available, boom, you're done. It's that simple confirmation sent to your email. It's on-demand service. And it's not just in the dental industry, but it's happening nationwide. It's happening worldwide. So about a year ago, I was sitting back and sort of looking at where the industry is going. What can integrity do to to continue having a competitive advantage or stay relevant even for that matter? (laughs) And I saw where, especially in full arch dentistry, more and more people are starting to test the waters of a digital log or digital conversion day of surgery. And not everyone has the luxury of having a technician in-house, for that matter, or a designer in-house. And full arch is obviously a huge section of the business for integrity. And I sort of got to the drawing board and sort of did a SWOT analysis of, of, of what Areas are, are threats, you know, opportunities for, for integrity, for the industry as a whole. And I saw after doing some research domestically, there's a huge area of opportunity for having on-demand designs. And so the first area was, okay, well, do we have enough designers to keep up with the potential demand out there? Right. And I did not truly, I think I underestimated the pent-up demand of how much <laughs> demand was out there for this. So... Matt and I and the team started talking and working through the ability to scale this. And like I said, this has been a 12-plus month process going on, getting the labor up to speed, testing the workflows. Those things are, are, you know, section A. Section B is how do you manage the demand to make sure that you're not double scheduling designers, you don't have overlapping, and it's efficient and easy service for the doctor or the staff of the doctor to book an appointment. You know, let's say that... We plug in the software. We have X amount of uh, designers available that can handle X amount of arches. We have to make sure that as Dr. A is booking, the software takes into account and backs that out of our total production ability so that we're not, like I said, overscheduling. And then Wednesday comes and we've got a lot of pissed off doctors. So in the beta testing we're doing, the combination of the quality of the designs has just been incredible. I'm so damn proud of the team, how, how fast they're getting the quality of the designs. I mean, normally in, in most things, when you see people get faster, you, you think, okay, well, what, what gave, what, what, where are you cutting corners? And that hasn't been the case. I mean, the feedback we're getting has just been tremendous. Demand is going through the roof, but the next step, I think that's really going to set integrity apart from these other laboratories or dental service organizations stateside is real time talking to someone in America that's going to design your case hold your hand while you're, we're designing the case, provide the STL file to you chairside for you to print. I just think that's the future of where things are going for full arts for those that are not doing it in-house. I know there's always going to be someone out there to rebuttal, well, it's not needed, I do it in-house. Majority or not, and there's not a huge <laughs> surplus of designers. 
They're in <laughs> high demand, and especially those that, that understand the process of the design and merge and, and the true workflow of what we're doing. I know there's multiple hand flows of workflows out there, and I'm not saying, you know, one's better than the other. Whatever is your cup of tea, it's, it's up to the office, you know. Like anything we do, every doctor has different preferences. But something I'm super excited about, Integrity, I think it's going to provide a, a huge value add to our, our customers. I think it's going to help them say, hey, I'm not having to bring the labor in-house for an office that maybe does three, four, five arches a month. I'm not having to pay someone full time. In essence, I'm using Integrity as a subcontractor, an extension of my office, so that as I get busier, I pull this level, I throttle forward with Integrity, or maybe the office is closed for two weeks or the, you know we didn't sell any treatment for next month, we have no designs. You're not sitting there looking at your P&O and your labor line is, you know, super heavy and saturated. It's, it's, a, it's a great opportunity for offices that are wanting to start testing the waters and also for offices that are hyper productive that maybe they have one designer in-house and that designer gets sick or that designer is not able to keep up with the current demand. There's always going to be a need for this. And I know people say, well, we can take it over overseas and do it cheaper. Yeah, but you're giving up a lot. And when I say doing that, taking it overseas, there's something to be said when you can send a file to someone real time here in America and talk to another American and do the case together. And they understand you grow together and they understand your wants and needs. And every case they do, think of it like a computer. They say the computer and AI get smarter every time it does an action. Our designers are getting that much smarter every time they do a case and parlay that with some AI we're currently using and stuff that's to come on the horizon is very exciting. Like I said, I'm not saying that there's not a, a need or that people won't take the cheaper route going overseas, but I think that this day and age with digital, I think the day and age with the price point and the technology we're at, it's a super exciting time for the lab industry to see jobs coming back stateside. I know for so long it was the rush to, to jump across the pond. But now, like I said, through the use of technology, uh, material price points and efficiencies, I'm seeing a more demand than ever for American made products. And that's something I'm super excited about. I want to continue to see the, the growth rate at integrity, right. the run rate to be, you know, exponentially growing while keeping the attrition rate super low. But I, I think we'll live in a dual, a dual world where, you know, you're going to see designing done in-house and you're obviously going to see it being sent out. But the key, like I tell people, you can scale all day and get the strongest bullpen or, or stable designers you want, but you got to be efficient in how you do it and you got to be able to schedule. The operation side of it is, is key. Right. If you can't do that, you're going to trip and fall on your face day in, day out. I don't care how good a designer you are. So I know that's going to put a lot on your plate, Chris, from an operation standpoint. But I think it's a super exciting time and, and guys be looking forward to that announcement in the next, you know, 30 to 60 days opening up for the public. We're super excited. So anything you want to talk about that opportunity? To your point, I think backing up just a little bit is it's important. And I'm really glad you pointed it out for, for industries out there that think that you cannot build a domestic U.S. business utilizing technology and compete globally. We have proved them wrong integrity you have proved them wrong and you know with what we can do with you know things we can produce our capabilities of what we can make i mean we're we're manufacturers we make thousands of products every week and i'm i'm very proud of that and we make premium the finest in the in the world the finest in the world products that we can we manufacture every single week 
and, and our customer base grows because we're proving that is to be the truth every, every week. And I think it's important to, that we, you know, can lead that, but especially in the, in the laboratory space and in the, in the dental business, you know, it can be done here. You can be successful and, and you can offer a, a better level of, of service to your customers, I think. I truly believe that. And when it comes to utilizing the technologies, especially things like AI, you know, I don't think we even really understand where it's going, but I do know that we've got the, the information that we have is assisting us every single day so that when we're able to do these things that where AI and, things, and, and products like that or as technology like that are able to be peppered in and then become bigger part of it and bigger part of it and bigger part of it, that's what makes the success happen. And, and, and I think that I'm excited about that part of it. I know it's, again, it's a, it's a big lift for the company, but we think we've set things up correctly, and I know that we've got the team to be able to make it happen. And uh, I'm excited about it, too. Well, Chris, it's been a, a pleasure to have you on the uh, inaugural introduction of the Integrity Podcast, uh, Episode 1. Guys and everyone out there, we, we really appreciate those of you who have tuned in and, and going to be listening to us in the near future. If there's certain topics you'd like to hear us talk about, feel free to, uh, to reach out and, and send us an email or give us a call at Integrity and let us know. We're always looking for new topics to discuss and want to make sure that the content we're speaking on is, is relevant and, and stuff you guys want to hear about. So thank you all so much. Yeah.